Hey, everybody, it's the Drive to School podcast. I am Pastor Goodman, and my good buddy, the Reverend Dr. Matt Richard, is back. How are you doing? Hey, it's good to see you, Harrison. You too. We're, we're plugging our way through Lent, and so everybody's a little bit sort of, um, we're, we're focused in on these Lenten texts, and, and they're actually, they're really, really wonderful, wonderfully full of gift because they, they start to show us not only a, a pattern for Christian life, but but a pattern in a big way for Christian death, uh, for, for the mortification of the flesh, for, for the idea that everything that we do should be sort of driven towards the cross of Christ and, and that that actually looks like something. Um, it, it looks like something to receive the forgiveness of sins, but it also, it looks like something even just in the way that, that the forgiven Christians act. So what does Jesus say about foolish talk? <laughs> right, you know, I, you know, we were wrestling with this this morning in a, in a text study, talking about foolish talk, and and namely, we're we're looking at a, a verse in Ephesians where Paul says uh, not to let any foolish talk come out of your mouth. And so, gosh, does I, we think about this? Is is Jesus upset if we tell an Oli and Lena joke? Right, you know, uh, uh, the, the old Norwegian jokes, right? Or, or does Jesus get upset about foolish talk about, you know, uh, a comedy skit and so forth. And I think it really all comes down to a couple things. You know, number one, uh, we are to be imitators of Christ, uh, like little children, right? You know, so what, is, what does a little child do? They, they, they mimic the copy. Yeah, for their, better their, or for worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they copy the parent, right? They copy the father uh, and the mom, right? And so we are to be imitators of Christ. And not only imitators of Christ, but we're to what? Uh, uh, by his grace to love one another. And so I think the context is this, is the foolish talk uh, that we conduct, is it done in the spirit of love, obviously, or is the foolish talk done as an instrument to sin or to degrade or to what knocks somebody down? I know for myself, uh, my parishioners, they, they are always always teasing me they're always mocking me and so if, if you were to come into saint paul's and, and not really know the context you're like man these prisoners are just ruthless to you and and they are the and i West, love it and that's how they love you yeah i love it i love it. If, if they weren't making fun of me i i would i would actually feel not loved you know mm-hmm. and so the context that is fitting for it is that that they are loving me. And, and in a sense, you know, one, one of my parishioners once said, you know, uh, if you, you understand this context, if you would say this, if Jesus was standing right there, would you would you be saying that same thing? And my response is, yeah, Christ would be laughing with you at me, uh, you know, because it's done in the spirit of love. And so ultimately the talk that we do, the jesting that we do, the foolish talk that we do, is it the intent and the purpose to what? Uh, inflict uh, pain is an instrument of pain towards uh, instrument of sin towards my neighbor, or is it an instrument that's used to plunge us into the darkness of, of of sin itself, or is it done in the freedom of the gospel that we are what not taking ourselves too seriously, but we take Christ seriously, and we rest with joy in this Christian life. That's that's I think the right word for it too. Uh, we were talking before we started recording about sort of how to frame this, and I threw out what does Jesus say about dirty words? Uh, because this is the first place I went with this, and and you 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 clung to the the words of sacred scripture because you're you're a good pastor. Um, and uh, it, it might be good then because when we talk about foolishness, foolish doesn't just mean silly. Foolish is is held as as the opposite of wisdom. Uh, as throughout uh, the, the Proverbs, throughout the, the Psalms, uh, you have fools and, and wise men that they go hand in hand. And, and, and while the fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom, that, that when we start to talk about this, it's not how serious can you be or, or how straight-laced can you keep your mouth. Jesus himself sort of pokes a little bit of fun at the disciples from time to time, but that's actually done, like you said, in love and in joy, uh, which are, are roots in, in faith, 
rooted in, in wisdom. Uh, to talk about foolish talk, then, if it's not of wisdom, if it's not of the things of God that convey peace and joy and the forgiveness of sins and life everlasting in Christ who is crucified and risen, that's a different kind of talk. And so the the, the joking that we can sort of do in, in love with one another, it, it, it's rooted in the wisdom of, I know who you really are. You're, you're my brother in Christ who I love, who, who Christ has redeemed, and who wants to draw you so near as, as to family uh, so that I can make fun of my family, but nobody else can make fun of my family. Um, the foolish talk, though, then it's it's the opposite of these things. It's the things that have nothing to do with peace and joy and Jesus, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 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 the 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 ultimate, the foolish talk that I know Lisa Paul Paul's talking about in Ephesians five is is a foolish talk again as an instrument of sin, as an instrument to degrade. A perfect example of this is is you've had situations where we all have where we get teased, and you can definitely tell somebody that's teasing you all oh, the spirit of love, and somebody teasing you to knock you down a notch, uh, to knock you down a notch, and 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 it wounds, you know, and 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 uh, so that same foolish talk can be in, in such a manner that can be joshing around and giving a hard time. Um, I've mentioned it before. I have I have a couple of parishioners. One particular, this this wonderful, wonderful. I just smile when I think of her. Uh, this wonderful saint. I don't think I've said a nice thing to her in four and a half years at St. Paul's. She comes in, and I'm like, I'm like, oh my goodness, you're here. I thought I told you never come back to this church. She goes, well, I'm here. I said, well, I need to get a bonus to have you as a parishioner, you know. And she laughs and she laughs, and I just, and I'm so rude to her, and she's so rude to me. And deep down, that is our language of love that I just. That, that shows me that she's secure in Christ and she knows who she is in Jesus. She doesn't take herself seriously. She knows that I'm in Christ and that we can belittle and make fun of each other because guess what? Our Christ is big and Matt Richard is small and she's small too. And we both know we're sinners saved by grace and it's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's true. Uh, but at the same time, you can actually say those same exact words without the spirit of love and you can absolutely tear somebody down and throw them into darkness. And, and again, that's ultimately when it comes to foolish talk, uh, foolish talk, again, can be you know the way the fool is to what to plunge into darkness to plug plunge into depravity to to tear thy neighbor down uh rather than uh uh the spirit of love which is uh again taking our christ seriously and not and ourselves not too seriously uh, knowing that we're imitators that we're not the christ right that we're not the jesus uh that we are imitators that we are the redeemed that we're the forgiven uh, uh basking in this grace and the light of christ it actually does let us talk about this in light of the Eighth Commandment and instead of just sort of making a, a big list of no-no words. Um, because if, if we're actually then to, to uh, you know, to, to love our neighbor, to, to speak well of them and to explain everything in the kindest way, we get to recognize simply that words have power. And so you use yours to, to build up. And that doesn't mean only say these words, only say them in these way, only with this inflection, but rather love your neighbor and, and recognize who your neighbor is and then how to talk to them. Um, it, it's, it's a freeing thing to sort of then go back into, to read the scriptures and find Jesus like cornering Philip and saying, how are we going to feed all these people? Just letting him just kind of stew for a little bit, having Jesus confront Peter sinking in the, in, in the woods. Oh, ye of little faith. Um, and, and you, you see these sort of things that, that are Jesus having fun because he's, he's actually drawing the disciples closer as he does this thing then his actions don't show a god who's pushing them away or punishing them he's putting peter back on the boat and saying look i'm i'm here you're you're you are my you're you're my brother and he, he's he's looking at, at philip and saying all of the things that you're afraid of let's maybe poke fun at the fear but we're, we're gonna actually feed you those are good good and godly things yes yeah and so i think ultimately when it comes down to it, the words that we use definitely they they they're, they're very powerful 
and the words really are they meant to bless my neighbor and to build them up and to to really center them in in the reality of who they are as a child of the light uh, that we are baptized christians that we belong to the light we belong to jesus or are the words um, used in a manner as an instrument and a tool to plunge somebody into darkness to plunge them into despair um, and ultimately you know words we have to keep in mind sometimes words need to be stern sometimes they need to be very very salty these words in in, in order to to expose sin that has maybe uh, grabbed a hold of us and, and held us in deception. Um, but ultimately, those words are meant to reveal that sin, uh, not unto condemnation, uh, but unto repentance, you know, and, and that's the thing is the difference. The devil wants to condemn us and steal and destroy our faith. He wants to leave us in the heavy cloud of condemn, condemnation, but in Christ, there's no condemnation in Jesus, uh, so that the words that we use would lead us to repentance and confession of sin, so that ultimately we might hear the gospel, which is the forgiveness of our sins, uh, to hear those pleasant words of Jesus that you're forgiven, you're a child of the light, you are an imitator of me, you belong in the light, uh, you are mine. Absolutely. Pastor, thanks so much for joining us today. Let's well, good to see you, Harrison. Take care, my friend.